Hello, and welcome to our 14th episode of Not Sisters podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Taylor. And today we are going to be celebrating Mother's Day. Uh, So important. (laughs) Right, Taylor? Very important day. Uh, But it's funny because I just feel like this weekend that's coming up both you and Matthew had reached out to me and they were like oh we need to celebrate you mom and I'm just kind of like oh yeah whatever works for you guys I know you're gonna be traveling and not sure what little Matthew's up to but I'm super easy and flexible it's like hey we can do dinner on a different day whatever works for you I'm just happy you guys reached out to me and just even acknowledged it I don't even need the whole day I'm just happy about it you guys are so sweet to me all the time that (laughs) yeah you guys are very sweet to me I definitely feel like this weekend snuck up because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks like I have so much different wedding stuff not my own wedding but other people's weddings (laughs) and so your spiritual wedding yeah not my spiritual wedding but this (laughs) month is just gonna fly by and there's a lot of stuff going on at work too so I just feel like I've been running trying to catch up trying to make sure everything is taken care of yeah like a lot of event stuff that you have coming up or Uh like board meetings or like it's your time of yeah yeah and also COVID I mean it's not over yet but we've been able to do a lot more things in person so that's a lot more work than having a zoom meeting is having in-person meetings mm-hmm. so it's been the crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming out of the COVID and then going into like how it kind of used to be it's mm-hmm. like a totally different process and setup and it's like oh yeah I forgot I need it yeah have snacks or something like yesterday I was like oh my god I need a sign-in sheet like I haven't used one of those in forever oh my god like I don't think we've ever done one since we we will have an in-person meeting and I don't think we've done one yet because we're just it's just um, flying by the seat of our pants yeah no it feels good because I think back to when we first started and I feel like we both had like a little rut where we were like tired of being in a pandemic tired of being stuck inside it was still dark outside and now spring's coming people are coming out of their homes mm-hmm. everything is livening Opening back up, up. Mm-hmm. like in more ways than one mm-hmm. not just uh literally but like things are opening up like things yeah. are happening and figuratively and literally literally mm-hmm. and hopefully our pal al is doing great in texas uh, he landed safely, and he's going to keep us posted. We had a great time mm-hmm. um, talking with him, talking the Kardashians. And then um, the time before that, we didn't really kind of do a wrap-up on the therapy, but we had a couple people reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We were scared to drop the episode. We were very nervous, but people really had some positive things to say. They enjoyed it. They were very supportive, and so we mm-hmm. were happy that in the end that we did release that one. Yeah, we were so nervous to release that episode, but we did get a lot of good feedback, so no regrets. No regret. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> and uh, also... Um, on a different note for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow is the... May 5th. May 5th. And it is an awareness day for the missing and murdered Indigenous peoples, women specifically. And I think that we have always wanted platforms for indigenous peoples to talk about these things because a lot of people who don't really know the culture or don't really 
aren't in, aware of it aren't aware aren't in the same space that we are don't know that these days even exist and even me sharing with some of my friends that don't know they're shocked when I tell them mm -hmm. the numbers and what it's about so I think that it's great that today we can use our platform to give a little blurb about um MMIW mm -hmm. so and it is it's an invisible people they're invisible people people aren't aware of this um you know people on reservations it's a sovereign nation they have the freedom to do things, but also no freedom because they're under a federal rule. There's so much politics underneath this that we're not going to get into that, but it is really important to acknowledge that um, most people who are murdered or missing, um, the Native Americans have a very low population in the United States, but yet we have the highest violent crimes against us and we're not even being reported mm -hmm. none of this is being reported and so i think it's just horrible that to have a very small population have so much violence against them there's a huge problem and um, I'm totally going off a tangent. I'll let Taylor continue with what she was going to say. But, but we are, we're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. um, we see it firsthand. Firsthand. And even last year when I, you and I both were posting on our stories that whole day of murder, missing indigenous post, mm -hmm. guess what? They were completely deleted and taken mm -hmm. down and they were being policed. And it was incredible how much, I don't know a higher power the the I don't know who it is but they do they're making it invisible so we're mm -hmm. just saying here on this platform that it is a problem you I mean I know it's like a cinema a, a movie but if you watch um, Wind River Wind River that just about to say a, that. <laughs> that's a glimpse of what it is and again um, it's a very violent movie, but it shows what these man camps, so the pipelines that are happening, and then there's men coming into these camps, and they are violent toward women and children. There's kidnapping. There's, um, mm -hmm. I mean, even amongst own people. So Elizabeth Olsen is in that movie. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the male actor. Jeremy, Jeremy, he won a Academy Award for The Hurt Locker. His mm -hmm. name's Jeremy something he plays. So it's a big movie. It was a big production, but I think it sheds a lot of insight and it brings awareness in a cinematic form. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people I know that watched it didn't even realize that it was like based on a true story. And it's not based on a true story in the sense that it's one person's story. It's kind of a collaboration of just all these yeah. women's stories wrapped up into a single plot line. And it really does a great job showing how these people can be lost on sovereign nation land mm -hmm. because there's no police. Or um, taken, like when a crime happens, uh, there's like this whole thing that is involved with it can't be reportable mm -hmm. um, if it's happening on the, it, the they, tribal There's lands. different laws on these, on reservations and um, tribal lands. And so the FBI would have to get involved. And in the movie, it says, you know, they're only there for two weeks. How can you solve a violent mm -hmm. murder in two weeks when you don't know the community and you don't really, your heart's not in it? Mm-hmm. They, they're, not, they're not feeling it. It's not part of their community. Um, again, another invisible... 
this is an invisible nation and there's a huge problem and there is I mean yeah we live in California where we're pretty fortunate where mm-hmm. yeah there's racism but if you go to another state um, like when we were following what is it red sunny bear or whatever mm-hmm. she's this gorgeous Native American advocate and she w- went into a restaurant bar in her hometown mm-hmm. and literally a, a white person just started yelling racist remarks and told her to go back to her own land and it's like mm-hmm. your own land mm-hmm. you're you're here yeah, on your own land verbally attacked verbally attacked so anyways uh that's yeah. for another day but Taylor's that was gonna our, bring awareness to that this. was our little tidbit and we just wanted to use our platform to tell you about it if you don't know um so Obviously, this day will have passed by the time that we release the episode. But if you see red handprints or people wearing red on Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> yeah, red on Cinco de Mayo, red dresses, mm-hmm. um, the hashtag M M. I can never get M M I W. Yes, M M I W. Look it up. Follow it. Um, mm-hmm. Was there and, any more you wanted to say? Uh, I just I have some statistics you. that were, uh, you know, to realize how big of a problem this is um there was 5,712 missing American Indian or Alaskan Native women uh but the U.S. Department of Justice only recorded 116 so and that's just a snippet that's mm -hmm. a low number there's a huge discrepancy between Mm -hmm. um the natives and our U.S. government uh so Native women are 10 times higher to get um, murdered, mm-hmm. they are their third leading cause of de- death is murder. Um, four out of five experience violence. Fifty six percent experience sexual violence, and this is what I thought was interesting: is forty eight percent are stalked in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge problem for um, Native women and. And we even know it for our own personal life, just from, you know, our reservation. You go up there and you see huge posters, like, just all over going into the free, uh, onto the the road going into the the reservation. There's Mm -hmm. posters of missing women, and then um, even one of our coworkers has a friend in uh, Michigan. Their daughter went missing, Mm -hmm. completely gone, disappeared. I mean, it's close to us. It's happening. Mm -hmm. So, again, I wasn't prepared to be talking about this. (laughs) I know I kind of ambushed you, but I just thought it was a a good platform. Mm -hmm. Um, We can use our voice and our experience and talk about something that other people might not have otherwise been exposed to. Yes. Thank you, Taylor, for bringing (laughs) that up. Next time I'll be prepared, but I wasn't. I was just (laughs) in the moment talking my feelings. (laughs) And it is... um, I think you you can kind of tell in our voices that it's saddening and we're passionate about it. We're very emotional about it. It's just horrific. Just any crime on any woman or child, mm-hmm. um, I mean, any human being, but to be so invisible and not seen, uh-huh. not um, heard, and already the atrocities that have occurred to our Native people, um, just please just remember we're, mm-hmm. we're out there we're going through things 
and um and even if you aren't native share it on instagram mm-hmm. if you see um a post and you're like oh i'm not native i feel weird sharing it share it anyway share it bring awareness mm-hmm. to it and i'm super curious what's going to happen tomorrow as we start flooding our stories with mm-hmm. all of these um, hopefully our hashtags. episode doesn't get taken down. i know i was <laughs> started thinking about that i was we were talking i was like oh my gosh are we gonna be canceled like mm-hmm. cancel culture and i think what i i remember last year on this day i emailed i had an email template and i emailed every true crime podcast that i listened to and i wrote this you know great letter asking them to cover missing indigenous women and I didn't get a single response. So I'm going to try again tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. I remember when it was a very poignant letter that Mm -hmm. you wrote. Maybe you'll have to share the next one. Yeah. All right. Maybe we can. (laughs) But then again, too, this is just um, in connection with our Mother's Day. I Mm -hmm. mean, we need to really... We need to take care of our women. (laughs) We do. We need to... um, They... Our aunties, our mothers, our grandmothers, they are such amazing humans. Your sisters? Your sisters. <laughs> You're not sisters? Yeah. <laughs> they're creating life and um, taking care of life. And yeah, they're important. Women are important. Mm-hmm. They are sacred. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> so um, we just wanted to cover motherhood. And we weren't really sure where we wanted to go with this topic but I have some questions for my mom and um some other statistics about new mothers but I remember when we first wanted to do a podcast I asked my mom if she would do an episode about teen pregnancy (laughs) and you were like would people want to hear hear my story no one wants to even hear about that and I was like mom there's a whole teen mom franchise 16 (laughs) and pregnant like I was glued to that show (laughs) I know I was actually so I'm like would anybody even want to hear that story and you were like yes it's all over on this show that I watch and I was like I didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so as you can see I or here I was a teen mom I was a little bit I was kind of your you know I was your teen mom that got pregnant in high school I went to high school pregnant Um, I graduated pregnant I got pregnant in my senior year you went to prom pregnant I went to prom pregnant I was nominated (laughs) as homecoming queen pregnant I was nominated as prom queen pregnant I mean (laughs) I had I graduated with such a wonderful group of people um, super supportive I had amazing teachers that were supportive as well Um, you know I I was able to kind of I stayed pretty small throughout the months. I mean, it wasn't even until my last month that I really started showing, but it was funny because I remember um, a couple of guys that I was in class with, they were like, oh, I had no idea you were pregnant. I just thought you were like gaining some weight. <laughs> and um, there was actually, I, I mean, I wish I would have planned this too. I would have looked up the statistics, but um, when I graduated, there were, I, th- I want to say there were either like six of us or eight of us that were actually pregnant. So, um, I was really that yes, many. There was a lot that year. There was quite Did a few of one us. one son I go to school with him? Yeah. 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 You went to school. Actually, there was two. Oh yeah! Now that I think about it, there was two kids that you were in the Windsor School District. Oh, that's right. And then when I was in kindergarten, I don't remember the kindergarten, but um, 
Sorry. No. no, I don't remember. Oh. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, so I was in company. I didn't go to a special school. I took my regular classes. Uh, so it it didn't affect me only in the way that, and, and I'm not saying I'm recommending getting pregnant in, in high school, but <laughs> it, like where it affected me was I couldn't play softball. Like I would have been on varsity in my senior year. I couldn't play softball. I missed out on that. I missed out on tennis. like I was able to play tennis because oh. it's in the fall. But um, I so I played softball and tennis. I was able to play my tennis sport my senior year, and it didn't. You know, it was hard because I had the stress, but then also I had the support. I was with your dad, mm-hmm. so we were together. It wasn't like I was a single teen mom. Mm-hmm. I had the support of your dad. And then, obviously, we got married when you were six months old. Um, So you were born the end of July, and then we got married. And so my story was a little bit different than some of the teen moms you probably saw on TV. Like, I wasn't living with my parents. It wasn't a a dramatic TV show. No, it wasn't a dramatic (laughs) TV show. Uh, So, yes, that's a teen mom wrap-up for you. Uh, Do you have any questions? I still want to do the teen mom episode because I have so many questions. (laughs) Well, that's your chance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, do you want me to give you the statistics of new moms? Sure. Or you can ask me a question. I'll see if I can. I don't know. Okay. Um, how did you feel when you first knew you were going to be a mom? Well, I have to say because I was 17, I was freaking <laughs> out just a little bit. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, uh, I got to tell my parents. And I think we talked about that for a hot second mm-hmm. in one of the other podcasts. But, um, yeah, at first I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell my parents. This is terrible. <laughs> and then um, I told your Uncle Dane first and because we're very close. And then I, I told Grandma and Grandpa. Um, after that, I was just like, I always wanted to be a mom. Like, I just... I think back now and I'm like, oh my God, girl, you were 17. And <laughs> like, if you came to me, I'd be like, oh my God. Uh, but I always wanted to be I mom. still feel like a teen mom, even though I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always, like, that was my path in life. I always wanted to be a mom. Just for as long as I can remember as a little girl, um, I always hoped that we would find, like, a baby and I would be able to keep it. Like, that was my dream, to find a baby on the side of the road. I'd be like, oh, it's my baby. Um, so I just was so... You manifested a baby yeah, for I did. Yeah, I did. I manifested a baby. So I was delighted because I just wanted to be a mom so bad. The average age now of motherhood is 26. Oh, I was going to say, let me guess. I was going to say 30. 30? Yeah. Uh, for men, it's 31. Okay. So it's going to be a little 26. Mm-hmm. So you should be having a baby right now? That's average. I'm not I'm not <laughs> yeah, no yeah. average bitch. <laughs> um so I asked my boss how to say mother in Pomo. Mm-hmm. And I can't really say it because it has, you know, when it has the oh. tiny letter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a T and a D sound, so it's uh like it sounds like Tay Tay, but like Tay Tay. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so uh, or you could say you like did that pretty well. Or you could say Amate. Amate. So like Yakeyama, like oh. our mother. Okay. Amate. Uh, and yeah, that was my little fun fact. Oh, that is a good fun <laughs> fact. I love it when I hear um, like the our coworkers say words or prayers in native language because mm-hmm. it's just like nothing else you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like it's so. Um, 
and then you get the accent you understand why there's that like mm-hmm. res accent or whatever <laughs> like you get it you're like ah oh, you need to have that in order to speak in mm-hmm. the that dialect so. yeah some of the letters are really throaty mm-hmm. <laughs> um so did you think that i'm trying to think did you think that your friendships were going to change when you were pregnant did your friendships change so honestly I never even thought about that question, but I can tell you look in retrospect, um, did my relationships change with certain people? Absolutely. So I was super, I, so a couple of girls that were in my wedding, um, who like Gina, like her and Rita were so supportive of me. I really was just always like with them Mm -hmm. and they were amazing. And I felt like my relationships with them got stronger. Um, but then like when we graduated, clearly like they went and like, you know, Gina went to college, Rita moved to the city. Like they did like their, their big girl things. Like Mm -hmm. they went off and did their new adult adventures, but I still was in con like Rita would come and she would visit us and stuff. And Gina and I kind of lost touch, but we rekindled our friendship later on. Mm -hmm. But then there were other people that I was friends with and they were totally into the party scene and they were like, you know, drinking, partying, smoking pot, doing all these things. And it was like, well, that, not that I was doing those things before, but it was like, clearly I'm not going to be around that stuff. Baby's first rape. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, and plus I was tired. I was like, I'm going, like literally going home and going to bed. I'm tired. 43% of new mothers get six hours of sleep. Which I think is a that's lot. A lot. I feel like that statistic is incorrect because <laughs> I felt like I didn't. Sleep a man at all. must have made this study. right. Because <laughs> uh, when you were first brought home, well, you were in the NICU for ten days, so it was very like there was a lot of tension and stuff. Like it was very con- a lot of concerns. Like I was so scared mm-hmm. about medical things for you, but. Um, I would always be like, I was like that, truly that mom that was like, oh my God, is she breathing? Is she breathing? I don't know. Like, I don't hear her. She's not making room. I made the mistake of not sleeping when you were sleeping. I learned that lesson very well. So when I had Matthew, I was like, the little dude sleeping, we're all going to like lay down and we're going to relax. And we're, I'm, I definitely learned on the second one mm-hmm. to rest when they rest. I got much better sleep um, with him, but he also would go to bed at 6 p.m. and then wake up at 6 a.m. He slept through the night, but he didn't take naps during the day. Mm -hmm. So whereas you, you were a little party animal. You'd be up at 2 o'clock in the morning. But then part of me was like, was that because, like, you moved? And then I'd be like, oh, my God, she's up, so I got to entertain her. Like, so I don't know how if it was, like, if I was – if I had you as a baby – with the experience, would you have slept better? Because I would have been I like... I think that's any mom with their yeah. first kid, though. They, like, no, you can't make any noise. I can't turn on the vacuum while the baby's sleeping. And then you kind of are like, yeah, sure, give him some juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Do you um, think that your maternal in- instincts kicked in? I think I've always been maternal. I don't think I ever, like, was not maternal. Like, even with, like, your Uncle Dane, like, mm-hmm. making sure everybody's always... And little kids not- love you. Little kids flocked to you. Like, we went to Nashville, and we were on this tour. (laughs) And um, the family that was also on the tour were little characters. But I remember the little girl, 
she her name was charisma and that girl was charismatic yeah. and she immediately walked up to you and she was like i'm gonna hold your hand and you were like oh okay she like stuck on me like glue she uh-huh. was, i don't know what it is about me but mm-hmm. um so i would have to say i i know there are people out there that they are very hesitant unsure of their maternal instincts Mm -hmm. and they're like I don't know am I gonna be a good mom am I gonna do this right is this gonna be okay where I was just like ignorance is bliss I don't know like I was just (laughs) so confident and like this is what I was meant for like I was meant to be a mom like never in my mind was there a doubt that I was incapable of doing it and it like just came to me like Oh, you need to be fed. You need to be bait. Like, if circumstances were different, would you just keep having kids? If I didn't have to be pregnant, oh my god, I just love. <laughs> I just would love to be a mom of many. If I had money, like, like it was, it was. If, a, if you had all the resources, supply, all the resources. I mean, I think now I would be tired. Like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> get up in the middle of the night. Um, yeah I mean there's a reason why I have two Uh, but I have four I got two bonus kids so I have my two bonus kids and I always wanted four kids and look what God's plan was I have four kids I always wanted four kids and but I only wanted to birth two (laughs) (laughs) um what advice would you give to new moms new mom just kind of what I said if your baby's sleeping go lay down take a nap um you know I, my mom was very much like, oh, it's okay to let the baby cry. You should let the baby cry. Like, you know, let them cry in their crib. And mm-hmm. now uh, working with the native community and the, in a native clinic, like, hold your baby. Mm-hmm. Hold them. You cannot spoil a newborn child. Mm-hmm. If you want to have that baby on your hip all the time, do it do what feels right for you because um I kind of wish I didn't listen to that advice I wish I would have just been like not that you cried like not that I would be like oh you're gonna sit in your crib and you're gonna cry but I think I would have been and I I think too I learned with Matthew like he always wanted to be held Mm -hmm. so I do wish I had one of those fancy carriers that they have now where you oh, the wraps yeah I wish I would have because I did throw my neck out with Matthew so I think I learned with the second one and, and I wish I would have probably age makes you more confident like I'm gonna hold my baby mm-hmm. and I'm gonna enjoy it yeah do you think that your age affected your parenting at all um I think I'd still parent the same. I would, I feel like I did pretty well parenting. Mm-hmm. I oh, what I would change to is um, I wouldn't have made you and Matthew so polite. Yeah, I regret doing that, which mm-hmm. is an odd thing to say, but um, because I I was timid because I of my age. So like if I felt like I was being judged or if they were like, oh, your child shouldn't be doing, I would like change to what I thought was supposed to be I would have like not made you if you didn't want to say hello I shouldn't have been like you need to say hello it's like no I'm teaching my kids not to talk to strangers so it's okay for them not to say hi to you yeah you know (laughs) I I think I would have been a little more um confident in what my inside in standing up for Mm -hmm. yourself yeah Mm -hmm. because I can't stand up for myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) it'll come with age (laughs) Oh, I had a good question, but now I forgot what it was. <laughs> um, 
Do you think that social media is going to affect relationships with kids and their moms? Hugely. I think I just actually got off a panel discussion this morning and it was with um, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors. Um, it's a it's a clinic down in San Diego. And that was kind of a question that was raised about social media, tablets, uh, media time with children. And uh, I absolutely think children should not, babies, infants, children should really not be having screen time. I was pretty much like that with you. I mean, you, I remember it was, I didn't have Matthew until you were three. Mm -hmm. And I remember you got really sick and you were probably like two and a half and you had a, um, you were really sick. And so you would get up in the middle of the night because you had a really bad fever. And it was just you and I, because your dad was working. And, uh, I remember thinking, I wish I had like a cartoon VHS to put in the on the TV mm-hmm. so we could watch something and lay there on the couch. But because we watched so little TV and didn't have like videos, yeah, uh, we didn't have that. I mean, it did change. We got like obviously the Lion King and stuff, but you you were very you had screen time that you could watch movies, but it was very limited. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. A lot and I think social media is definitely I mean we watched I can't remember if it was a documentary or something that we had read but kids are definitely feeling the effects of social media and like whether you know one mom posts something and that person gets a hundred likes and then another mom posts something and that kid only gets 10 likes Mm -hmm. and then it's like are they using it as cloud are they seeing it Mm um you know I think there is a turn I'm seeing people who are not showing their children on social media and you and I both discussed this before where your first social media presence comes with the announcement of the pregnancy and showing the ultrasound Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with all of that stuff yeah no that's so true and I saw a tweet earlier that said that they think there's going to be a lot of legal battles with kids suing their parents for the YouTube families that basically exploit their kids for YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Or influencers. Mm -hmm. And I also see a lot of TikTok videos in response to child influencers where if you look through the comments, it's like old men mm-hmm. which is so why would you want to put your child out there <laughs> I know well sometimes I feel like because like Facebook just started coming out when we when you were in I think you were like in I don't know eighth grade sixth seventh grade somewhere around there and I look back at the pictures that I posted of you and Matt and I was like oh. sometimes I'm like oh should I take those down there's not a huge amount of them yeah but um but I was like oh they like that's a memory for me and it's keeping track of it right so I kind of want it on there um but I definitely I mean I I can say I know many people and even young people mm-hmm. like even your brother's friends mm-hmm. who have children like they're very selective on what they post of their kids and Mm -hmm. I'm really these are 23 year olds and they're being selective and I think that's amazing that they are recognizing the importance of saturating uh or privacy yeah a platform that anybody could have can Mm -hmm. grab your picture so um, yeah I'm so indifferent about it like obviously I don't think you should be posting it's so 
hard because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to post your kid's softball uniform that shows their school and mm-hmm. the game times and the practice times and that's super dangerous. There's a whole privacy yeah. thing. And it's like, I, I'm not a mom, so I can't say what I'm going to do when I'm a parent. And like, would I love to say, no, I'll never post, but I'm sure I will. And then at what point are you policing other people and what they can and can't right. post? Well, and I'm not like... I guess I shouldn't be coming off so harsh. Like, I'm not shaming those who are posting, like, the pictures of their children. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a choice that their husband and them or their partner or whoever is in that relationship with the child. I mean, that's your choice. But I- I'm very well aware, even when you're, when Cora was born, mm-hmm. I asked them, can I post? And they were like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel from years of babysitting. I never posted any of the kids mm-hmm. that I was ever with. Yeah, well, and it's even odd like now when I see people post of like um the school, like they'll be at the school mm-hmm. and then they take like a group shot of pictures and then they post it. And I'm like, ooh, that's really, I don't know how I'd feel about that, mm-hmm. given what your dad did for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, would I want that? I don't know. Because, I mean, I remember we'd be sometimes in, let's say, a Starbucks or a restaurant, and I'd be standing there with your dad, and we'd be in line, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And I would know exactly what that meant. I know there was somebody that was nearby us that he had probably arrested or something didn't go well Mm -hmm. and he had to not be seen with me I knew I just Mm -hmm. instinctively knew why he was all of a sudden not there so for if my child was out there on social media I don't know but again too I'm not I'm not in it motherhood is like almost harder now because of social media because at what point do you give them their own social media Mm -hmm. Uh, what are the limitations there it's just a whole yeah I'm so scared to have kids for that. And then I think back, like, oh, my God, like, if I was a kid or if I was younger, like, what would have I posted? Oh, my God. (laughs) And, like, I always laugh when I see the things on TikTok, like, what I was doing when I was 12 and, like, these goofy dances and stuff. And then now, like, what, 12 and 13? I I was like, oh, my God, they don't look like it. I don't even look like that now when I'm 35. (laughs) Like, so, yes, I mean... Again, not shaming anybody. That's my personal opinion. I think it's a very slippery slope. I think it's like mm-hmm. very, there's gray areas. It's so hard. I'm so glad I'm not raising children in today's ages. <laughs> like, let's just put it at that. Uh, we are not in any of the statistics that I found because okay. we have um, our degrees or some form of degree. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it said that there's a statistic that pregnancy spreads through siblings so like once one sibling has a kid another and so on and your brother just had his first daughter like two years ago he was 40 (laughs) yeah and same with my dad and his siblings they all had kids way after i mean granted you you both had children fairly young um and what else was there oh so the quarantine a lot of people predicted that there was going to be a huge baby boom during the quarantine but actually the opposite has happened and there's no baby boom there's a birth rate decline well and i is there i wonder if the birth rate decline is happening because things are so uncertain Mm -hmm. like our economy the way that our world is our politics i mean even with the now wave versus like there is so much going on in this world i would be very scared to have it bring a child like like i said 
it was kind of nice being 17. Ignorance is bliss. Like, <laughs> ignorance was Yeah, no, bliss. I have too much to think about. Yeah. If I had to make a choice right now to have a child, if I had to make that choice, I'd be so scared. Am I mm-hmm. making the right choice? I mean, sometimes I feel like accidents are the best things. Yeah, because you can't. You can't. You don't have a choice. It's mm-hmm. just happening. There's never a good time to no. get a dog, have a kid. <laughs> yeah, get married. <laughs> get married. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I thought, too, I was very when like I was very aware and conscientious of like the statistic of a teen pregnancy and then your child being mm-hmm. a teen having a pregnancy I was very aware of that and I felt like I was I've always been so open with mm-hmm. you and also telling you guys like don't have a kid until you're yeah and like just making you aware of like you use scare tactics in a different <laughs> way you're like you don't understand the responsibility <laughs> <laughs> well and it's like you are taking care of like a life it's yeah. not it's your it's there's so much more to it and again I can't believe I did it now mm-hmm. that I look back I'm like oh my god crazy kid well and now it's like you need this stroller and this attachment for the stroller and then an attachment for the car for the car stroller mm-hmm. and then you need to have these wipes that wipe down in the car seat at the grocery store and then you need to have oh this like little thing that helps keep the baby socks on and like yeah. all these weird gadgets where it's like all the things it was pretty simple i know <laughs> You had well, cloth diapers. Cloth diapers. I used cloth diapers with you, even though that we there was disposable. But then when your brother came along, I was like, I am not doing cloth diapers again. And I didn't have a service. I did them all on my own. Because uh, we didn't we have love any money. We eco-friendly yeah, mom. <laughs> I know. We didn't have the money. So um, that's another thing. I mean, kids are expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, and kids, they're really expensive when they get older. Yeah. Like, yeah, diapers are expensive. But an iPad. But but not even the sports alone. um, I mean, I don't know how people do it. Like, you guys didn't go to daycare. And I did this. Remember, I did this whole speech in college about um, staying home versus working. And you really have to meet a minimum hourly wage in order for it to be worth it. Worth it to go to work. Mm -hmm. It was like literally cheaper to stay home because like but I did the whole rundown like well if you don't have um, a job do you necessarily need a car which you kind of do but like bringing it really down to simple terms because you're paying car insurance you're paying Mm -hmm. all this anyways that's another story but uh yeah Again, good thing I was 17 because you're thinking (laughs) of all this stuff now I don't know do you want to be a mom yeah I feel like it's just so much to think about right now that I would never plan to have a kid right now but you know if accidents happen you know (laughs) I guess I'll have to accept (laughs) yeah I don't know do you think your brother will be a dad oh yeah for sure um who do you think is gonna have a kid first I don't know I used to always think it was me but now I don't know well I think Matt and you know his partner his girlfriend they're pretty much on the same page they're loving living their life as young people traveling going places and you the same thing Mm -hmm. like I always tell you like do all the things do all the stuff um enjoy life because it I would never change it for all the money in the world the way I did it Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of work but you live longer if you have 
children. And even if you, if you don't, <laughs> that's fine too. Like, but, uh, that was meant for me. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted and all the blessings that I got with it. So today, Sunday, when this podcast released, make sure you tell your mom how much you love her and appreciate her for changing all your diapers and being there for you when you called her crying because uh, <laughs> something happened. Because <laughs> you escaped from the therapist's office mm-hmm. and you're... <laughs> yeah, or if you need to go to therapy because your mom still thank her because you, now you're doing some deep self-evaluation. <laughs> yeah, and all the, the people out there that are doing the mom thing or being Mm -hmm. the mom the foster moms Mm -hmm. the like you said the sisters the grandmas the Mm -hmm. aunties the 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 fathers I mean they get their day but Mm -hmm. and uh, even if your mom is not here physically she's here in spirit around you inside of you she sees your accomplishments I was thinking I know we were running out of time but I was thinking about that the other day I was like oh my god like what's Taylor gonna do when I die like what would she like how would would she be I think you'd be sad but I also feel like you'd be like she had a life well lived like (laughs) I'm glad I got to spend so much time with her you know yeah yeah I think I would just be listening to all these episodes (laughs) sobbing (laughs) no don't sob don't sob um yeah and I think my mom for man my mom she's like hard she's harsh sometimes but she like took us traveling Mm -hmm. she was a single mom she like really instilled in us like the worth work ethic taking care of business but also she what I admire most about my mom is she works hard but she also really relaxes hard yeah and I wish I knew how to do that Uh uh-huh I, that's what I There's something to be mom. learned from every mom. And I feel like you don't really understand your mom until you're a mom. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, damn, my mom had to go through all this. <laughs> damn, my mom gave birth without drugs. Yeah. Yeah, that was another thing. <laughs> that was fun. And you were a big baby. Yeah. You and Matt both. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. Uh, like, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Shoot us a message if you have any questions. Sorry we got a little, you know, in the beginning you could tell we were emotional mm-hmm. about what we're supportive Watch of. Watch Wind River. Yep. It's a great insight. Have a wonderful, happy Mother's Day. And I hear meetings going off all around us. So <laughs> I know. All right. Thanks for listening. Right, Bye. Thanks, Bye.